I mean, just just learn how to just be you, man. You you just got you got to you got to be yourself. Um, you know, there's so much stuff out there right now on social media and people selling stuff on CoachTube, and you know, there's there's all types of books and stuff out there on the you know the magic way to do this and the magic way to do that. And I just think that when it all boils down to it, you got to be yourself. School Football Chat Podcast with Smitty and Banks. I am Coach Travis Smith, a.k.a. Smitty. My co-host, Coach Banks. What's going on, Bank? Man, uh, I can't call it, man. You know, we keep knocking these things out, man. Season three been exciting so far, so I'm excited for today's guest, man. We go back to when we coach rap stars and, and, and all <laughs> kind of stuff, man. So uh, this will be a good one. Good deal, man. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to it as well, man. We got somebody from from my stomping grounds down in the Middle Georgia area, man. Always good to have my Middle Georgia coaches on the show, man. So, without further ado, man, let us introduce our guest for today, the head coach for the Houston County Bears, Coach Jeremy Edwards. What's going on, Coach? Oh man, not a whole lot. Just uh, sitting here trying to get ready for another week, trying to get uh, trying to get these kids better, to prepare for the next season. I got you. Well, like I said, appreciate you for joining us, Coach, man. To to start us off, we always like to check with our guests, and uh, and it's fitting for you. You know, you just completed your first year as a head coach. Uh, won't you tell us what that welcome to being a head coach moment was for you? You know, something that you might not have expected, something that kind of caught you off guard, and you're like, oh, this is what it means to be a high school head coach. Well, yeah, yeah that's a great question. Um when I, uh, you know, I got the job after we, we completed our season at Warner Robins and, and uh, you know, was able to come right on over and, and then bring both my coordinators with me, which is a unique situation. So that made it uh, a little bit more comfortable, I guess, going in, um, just having those two guys by my side. But, um, you know, there was a little bit of a learning curve. I didn't really know. I reached out to several of my uh, – my buddies in the coaching world, one of them being Coach Banks, I asked him, well, what the heck am I supposed to do now? Uh, you know, and so I, I was looking for a roadmap on on how I was supposed to attack this head coaching thing. And I just kind of had to come to the conclusion that, you know, there are a lot of different ideas out there and, and, and you can contact a lot of people and get a lot of information. But ultimately, you got to be you and you got to figure out what works for you. And so um, you know, I hit the ground running, trying to get out in the community and meet some folks on this south side of town and, and uh, you know, start some fundraising. And ultimately, the main thing was building a relationship with the kids and establishing our culture and, and uh, trying to get rolling. So, um, yeah, there, I, there was a couple of days where I didn't really know what I was supposed to be doing first. You know, I knew there was a lot of things that had to be done, but what did I need to attack first? And I just had to start, you know, chipping away at a list that I would make. And and uh, and I did get a lot of help from from a lot of uh, friends in the coaching world. And so, you know, it's always good to to have those guys by your side. So it was uh, it was interesting, but I, I'm starting to kind of figure it out now. I don't I, I kind of have a, a sort of an idea of what I'm supposed to be doing this time of year. <laughs> well, Coach, you, you mentioned uh, coming from Warner Robins. You, you're at Houston now. 
Banks knows, uh, like you said, Banks and you, you are really good friends. I know a good bit about you. Well, uh, won't you help our listeners out a little bit and tell them a little bit more about you, your coaching journey and some other stops that you made along the way? Yeah, um, I took um, an unconventional uh, route into coaching. I, I, I graduated from Georgia Southern um, in 2002 and, and, and got a degree in sport management. And I decided, you know, I was going to get into the sales world and I thought I was going to work for a professional team. That didn't work out. You know, everybody thinks with that degree, you just fall into those kind of jobs. And I didn't. Um, I was ended up, you know, selling like sports license apparel for about three or four years. And then uh, I decided that, you know, that wasn't what I wanted to do the rest of my life. So I went back and, and uh, you know, in the met- in Metro Atlanta, you can't just get in and PE. You got to do it the right way. And uh, go back. I had to get the degree, get certified, and go that whole route. And um, ultimately, ended up at Burtmar High School, which I'm originally from Gwinnett. I went to uh, Decula High School, um, graduated in '98, and and uh, I got I started off at Burtmar. That's where I met Coach Banks. Um, we uh, we started off. He was on the defensive side. I was on the offensive side, and we. We ran the wing tee my first year, and I did that when I was uh, over at Kennesaw Mountain for my student teaching. So I was a wing tee guy, and um, you know, my second year at Burtmar, they handed me the OC job. wasn't ready by any means. wasn't very good. Um, didn't really know what to do, but they 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 we wanted to run the Tony Franklin system. So I was locked up in a in my uh, uh, one of my rooms in my house with all the DVDs, man, I just started watching. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I kind of got well-versed in that. And um, it was in, in, in the unique thing. And I, you guys have mentioned at the beginning, my our quarterback there at Burtmar was uh, Quavius Marshall, who everybody knows now as Quavo at the Migos, with the Migos. And, um, you know, he was a scrappy player, man. Uh, not You know, the strong wind would blow him over, but uh, he was a competitor. <laughs> He was an athlete, and uh, he had some moxie on the field. And so um, one thing led to another, and I ended up with Bob Spire at North Gwinnett um, after our head coach at Burt Marsh stepped away. Um, you know, I, I went to North Gwinnett with Bob and uh, Coach Spire. I owe my you know career to him. I, he's really the one that kind of gave me um, – he gave me a chance to learn a lot of things, do a lot of things, and really just a year – uh, but I saw how to run a program, how a program should be run uh, efficiently and correctly and, and be successful. And uh, he, he gave me the opportunity to run the ninth grade team, which um, was good. His son was my quarterback, so that was another unique situation. Um, but after spending a year there, um, I got a call from Northview High School in Fulton County and worked there as an offensive coordinator for a year for uh, Chad Davenport, um, great guy. Um, we had a, you know, a lot of fun that year and had some success offensively. I ended up uh, getting a call from Scott Jones, who was the head coach at Kennesaw Mountain when I was student teaching, and he asked me if I wanted to come uh, help him out at this young program, North Paulding High School. Uh, so I went to North Paulding and spent four years uh, with him and uh, we were in 5A, Coach, and that was, uh, that was a good spot for North Paulding. But then when they bumped us up to 7A, <laughs> uh, we, that wasn't a good spot. Uh, we, we, we had some hard times, um, you know, compete with some of those guys. We still made the playoffs, but 
we had the uh, fortunate uh, opportunity to go down and play Cockwood County when they were national champs. Um, and so through that experience, I kind of realized what South Georgia was all about. And I started to pique my interest a little bit and um, did some interview interviewing um, in that op- after my fourth season and ended up at Cairo High School with Steve Dvorsny um, as his offensive coordinator. And uh, great experience, uh, culture shock a little bit for my wife. Uh, we had a young family at the time and uh, really fell in love with Cairo. Um, uh, loved the athletic director, loved working for uh, Coach Dvorsny and uh, wasn't looking at the time. But Marquise Westbrook got the job at, at Warner Robins and called me and uh, man, what a great guy he is. And, uh, you really got to know him over the phone. And, you know, I, I felt like I owed it to myself to at least go up and talk to him, uh, some more and kind of see what it was all about. And, uh, ended up taking the job, um, as his offensive coordinator. And we went to three straight, uh, state championships, lost to Buford the first year, beat Cartersville and Calhoun and went back to back. And then, uh, Houston County was crazy enough to hire me as head coach. So here I am. Yeah, man, you you got the most amazing journey of everybody, one of the guys in the game. And, you know, you I noticed about you because we talk all the time and, you know, you were patient and you were in good spots and, and you worked your your way up and to where you are now. And, you know, if you just keep winning 10 games a year for the next 20 years, man, you'll be at 200 wins, so you're already starting off on a, on a good pace. So here's my question for you. Um, going back to the days of when it was us and the Patriots and Quavo and all those other good people to where you are now, what is the one thing that you learned from the Burtmar years that has stuck with you that you still use today where you are right now with Houston County? Man, that's a loaded question. Um, you, you know, I think it all goes back to, you know, I've, I've, I've learned a lot um, over the years and grown a lot over the years as a, as a coach. Um, I would say that, that in, in talking with, with, with Quavia, so, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, um, he, you know, he, he said some things, um, to me that, uh, reminded me that I wasn't a very good coach back then. Um, I needed, <laughs> you know, I, I, uh, I think it's all about relationships and I know that sounds cliche, but back then, you know, I, 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 I'm not going to say that I was the best at making those relationships with the players like I try to do today. Um, especially as a head coach, um, you know, it's important to, to to get to know them and and make sure that they understand that you're you know trying to be more transformational uh, than transactional. I think that's that's key in this in this profession. And 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 back then I was young. You know I wasn't much older than those guys. And and uh, you know it was all about winning. It was all about scoring all these points and and doing all that. And I think now it's you know as I've gotten older, I'm 42 and. Um, I just feel like that there's, you know, there, there's more than just winning. Now I understand that if I don't win that I won't have this job very long, but I think it's important to build those relationships 
and to let them know how much you care. Reach out and talk to them about things other than just football. Um, you know, and so you know it's it's pretty cool that now I've um, through my quarterback that I have now I've been able to kind of um, you know reconnect with 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 him uh, personally and um, because he's on his seven on seven team the the huncho whatever it is that that Antoine's playing in right now my quarterback AJ Hill and so um, it's just it's kind of come full circle now and and uh, now I'm just trying to make sure that that through um, you know through the years here that I'm trying to make an impact on these kids so that you know it, it's important that they come back and visit and that they know that you love them so I don't know if that answers your question coach but uh, you know I just think it's all it's really about you know growing as a as a human being and a, with a growth mindset and trying to make an impact and and, and hopefully during the process, you win a bunch of games, score a bunch of points. But it's more than just that. Yeah, I agree, Coach. That's something that uh, I had to kind of, you know, put a focus on my early years as well, you know, not getting caught up in the, the football part of it and make sure that I was doing things to help uh, build relationships as well. Uh, kind of following up on that question, Coach, where we, we, we're taking a little trip down memory lane, some of the places you've been talked about, Burtmar. Uh, with that question Banks just asked you. You've been at some other uh, very high-profile uh, places. You worked for some some highly successful coaches. You talked about Coach Westbrook at Warner Robins. Uh, then you talked about Coach Devo, a Griffin legend, uh, while he was down at Cairo. Uh, what, what are some things that you learned from those guys, um, and what can you take from those past experiences that, that really helped prepare you to become the head coach at Houston County? You got to let guys do their job. Um, you know, you can't micromanage guys. You, you got to hire them. Um, you, you hire good people. You hire, you know, what, we, what I always say, kid magnets. I'm trying to hire kid magnets. You know, I we know what we're going to do schematically on offense, defense, special teams. Um, you know, my coordinators are, are, are empowered to, to put that stuff in place. But ultimately, and it's like I was talking to a coach that, that we're getting ready to hire down here the other week and, and uh, talking to him about it. And I said, you know, hey, coach, you know, I'm, I don't mean this personally, you know, but uh, I don't really care what you know. I just, want, I, I just want the kids to like you. You know, I want you to like the kids. I want you to be able to build relationships. I want you to be a kid magnet. And, uh, you know, we could teach you what, what we're going to do. Uh, we're not going to reinvent the wheel. What we do schematically, we're going to be real simple. Um, but I think that's the main thing is just, you know, we talk about um, being the head coach of your unit here within our program. And so everybody who coaches a position, they're the head coach of their unit. And so they're given the power to 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 run that room. And obviously, you know, and, and our strength coach the same. You know, I, I got a young guy that's my strength and condition coordinator. He's phenomenal. Um and uh, I allow him to do uh, what he wants to do. And then if I see stuff that I don't like, obviously, as the head coach, you got to step in sometimes and, and, uh, and, and change things or offer advice or whatever. But, um, you know, ultimately it comes down to just letting guys, you know, do their job and not, not step on their toes and, and, and let them be comfortable and, and, and you know, have some mojo. That's a word I ain't heard in a long time from your boy Mojo, but I I love it. Um, 
I, and let me ask you this question, because, you know, me and you, when we have our text conversations, even when we're talking about offensive football and we talk a lot about offensive football, though, you have become very efficient. I mean, that's that's the word I, I like to use. You've got that system now kind of efficient. How do you, because like you said, everybody knows, you know, when you play House of County that Coach Edwards is going to go fast. His kids going to, you know, know what they do to a T. They're going to run their package. They're going to run it well. How have you been able, because you've been in situations as a head coach, as an OC at your previous stops, well, you guys have been a part of some pretty big comebacks. So for a lot of coaches listening here, how were you guys able to teach that mental toughness to where your kids, you know, seeing you coach, brother, for the last six, seven years, I've seen you be down 21 and come back like it's nothing. I've seen you guys get up on teams and make sure they can't get close. How, do you, how have you been able to keep that mental toughness in your programs that no matter what, we going to stick to what we do and how we do it. Well, within, within our, our program here, at least as a head coach, you know, I was able to kind of instill our core values. And one of those core values is toughness. Um, and we talk about being comfortable, being uncomfortable. And uh, we try to put them in uncomfortable situations um, in the off season, in practice to prepare and, and, and ultimately, again, we're not trying to be, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. We're going to get a ton of reps of what we do, and that's what we're going to do. Everybody in the state knows what we're going to do. Um, you know, we're just going to try to do it better than anybody else. And, uh, you know, we try to embrace being uncomfortable. So, I mean, that's, that's really what it boils down to. And just know that, you know, the, the brand of football that we play, you know, with, with playing fast, with tempo and trying to get snaps, you know, we're, we're never out of a game. Um, sometimes, you know, we put our defense in a, in a tough spot with a three and out. But, um, you know, you got to have buy-in from your coaches. And my defensive coordinator, who I brought with me from uh, Warner Robins, is phenomenal. And he's, you know, it's all about attack and relentless effort. And uh, it's all about winning at, in the end. And so um, I just think that it boils down to, you know, building that confidence in your kids and then, um, you know, putting them in situations in practice um, often and, and in the offseason to, to try to get it to where they don't flinch. And that's, that's really what it boils down to. And, and, again, I mentioned the word mojo. We talk about that all the time. Like, when you walk out on the field, you're the best player on the field, no doubt. I don't care if you really are or not. You better think you are. And so that's what we try to do every time we walk on the field, every single guy needs to believe they're the best player that's ever walked on the field. And and we just try to instill that in them from, you know, January on or when the season's over, we start to build the next team. And, and uh, you know, it's just a – it's an attack type uh, – attack type mentality. And that's, that's just the only way I know. Coach, you talk about building mental toughness. Um, and a lot of that – I'm sure it takes place off the field, you know, where you're building relationships and things of that nature. Talk a little bit about some of the things that you've done uh, over the years off the field that helps to kind of promote and build that mental toughness that your kids need uh, to make some of those comebacks that Banks talked about and, and to 
to to win and, and, and win at the level that you've been able to do it? Well, there's no real secret recipe. You know, in practice, we're going to do, you know, once a week, we're going to do, um, you know, a two minute or we're going to, you know, oftentimes in practice now that I'm the head coach, it's kind of fun. I'll just drop the ball and stop everything and put them in a situation and, and uh, see how they react. Um, you know, sometimes in, in, in the weight room, we'll just stop what we're doing and, and go outside and, and just try to change it up. Uh, we off, we do competition a lot on Fridays, um, in the off season with our kids. And so just trying to build, uh, different ways to compete within your team, um, is really the key to it. There's no real magic thing that we do. Um, and, and we hold them accountable, you know, I mean, everything that these kids do, we're, we're keeping track of and everything matters, um, you know, from their grades to their behavior in school. And these kids know if I get an email from a teacher, you know, good or bad, I'm going to read it. And uh, they don't want me to read it if it's bad, obviously. And uh, so they, um, you know, it's just it's an accountability thing, I think, with them and and just always trying to, to never, you know, try to change things up. I think kids, they get they figure things out and you just got to change things up and keep them on their toes and. And, I'll, and make it fun, you know, and, and so I think through that and just through, you know, doing random things and changing it up, uh, you know, helps build that that mindset in them to where, you know, there's nothing really that we can throw at them that's going to really phase them. And so, you know, I, I go back to, you know, twice this year we had to win in overtime or we had to win at the end going for two and then we had to win in overtime at Brunswick. Uh, so the Perry and Brunswick games, those kids – you know, I remember in the Brunswick game, you know, we had a timeout um, in overtime. We had just scored to tie it. And I asked them straight up, like, you want to go for two? And they're all like, yeah, well, let's go for two. So, you know, they didn't flinch. So I was like, shoot, I can't – I got to go for two now. So uh, we had a play ready. Uh, we always have two of them ready and practice them until we use them. And if we use them, we, you know, catalog that one away and figure out a new one. And so, you know – I got a sickness, man. Like I, I, I'm OCD, like bad. And, uh, you know, I got, I, I, I'll go over things over and over and over. And it's just, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but you know, it drives my wife crazy, but I think in some ways it's good for my career. Speaking of, speaking of your wife and which, um, and I know there's no such thing as great balance, but I remember when it was you and Brittany and then, he came little one one and then little one two. And now you got them and you got a house full of women, brother. So I pray for you regardless. All you you yes. got the big, you got the big boss and then you got three mini bosses. So um right. you are a certified girl dad. When you talk about mm -hmm. I tell coaches all the time, there's no such thing as quote unquote balance. But one thing I know about your wife and them girls. They gonna ride with Jeremy Edwards till the wheels fall off and probably put them back on. How has how have the girl helped make you a, a better coach? And, how, and and if that and how do you find that? Because there's a lot of coaches like I want to be a head coach, but I worry about the balance. So how do you kind of speak to being able to to do all those things? Because you know I know you. You at every daughter dad dance, which for you is every other week now. And we got the cheerleading mm -hmm. going on, and you'll be there. So how do you make that work being a head coach 
of a program where everybody expects big things from you? Uh, you just got to be organized. You know, I think that for, for me, you know, my days start pretty early and I just try to get, you know, I try to make a list of things that I've got to get accomplished, um, you know, every day. And I try to check those things off and I either win that day or I don't. Um, and so I, I, I've started doing that here recently, but you're right. I mean, it, it takes a special uh, woman to be married to a coach. There's no doubt. And I've worked with coaches. Um, you know, they say that coaching is like the number one, uh, one of the top professions that lead to d- divorce, unfortunately. And, uh, um, but I felt I got a good one. Uh, she knew, uh, when we, when we started, you know, dating and whatnot, what she was getting into. And so, um, you definitely have to have buy-in, but, She's really embraced, um, you know, the deal now with me being head coach of kind of organizing things for the wives and getting the families together. And and we do a lot of that in our program. And so um, just trying to include them in in as much as we can. You know, I do have three girls where, you know, my defensive coordinator has three boys. And so it's easy for them to come up and just hang out at practice. They like doing it. But mine like that, too, you know, and it's. It's it you know they're not real I guess the quote unquote girly girls they like to be around sports and you know I was up here uh, you know today as I'm talking to you and I had my middle one up here with me hanging out she's in there shooting hoops while I'm getting some stuff done and so you just got to be intentional um, about it and 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 make sure that you you know let them know that you know that that, that you love I mean you got to be a dad. I mean, it's just normal stuff. I mean, I, I, I just try to be intentional and, uh, we don't sit up here all night and, um, you know, on Sundays and do all that. stuff. we just don't do that. I mean, like I said, it's just, uh, um, I think football and I heard this, I can't remember who told me this, but football is a simple game complicated by coaches. And, uh, I'm not going to try to make it complicated. And so there's no reason to be up here. I mean, I'm going to be up here during the day as, you know, part of my job as being a, a teacher and a coach. But, you know, if, if we have our work done, I'm going home and I'm, I'm going to be around them. We're going to go on walks at night around the neighborhood and um, just try to be intentional about what we're doing. But I will tell you, Banks, I do have all girls in my house, but I'm getting ready to get a dog and we're going to get a boy. Um, so I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a son soon <laughs> in the summer and uh, we're excited about that. <laughs> that that's, that's big coach. You, um, just kind of staying on, on that track, you know, talking about family, uh, and, and, and that balance you've, uh, you start, you from the, the, the North Metro area, you've coached in the Metro area, you've been in down South, uh, now you're in the middle Georgia area. Uh, I know me when I was coaching, you know, I'm, I'm talking about my wife, my wife gave me a, a 45 minute radius. You know, I couldn't I couldn't uh, entertain a school that was not within a 45 minute radius of where we lived. Uh, you've obviously had to move, take up roots and, 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 and move locations with several job changes that you've had. Talk a little bit about how um, you, your wife, your, your family how you guys kind of, you know, take inventory of, of and, and, and consider 
you know, making moves uh, throughout the state of Georgia when you're considering coaching jobs? What's that process like? Man, that's a running joke with my wife, man. She's always kidding about how many homes we've lived in and, and where all we've been. And she, you know, she, it, it kind of appears that, and I don't really stay anywhere more than four years. Well, I, I feel like I got the best job in America right now. And unless they tell me I got to go, I don't want to go anywhere else. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, where the, the Metro is where I'm from and, and, uh, but it's changed so much, you know, it's dang. I mean, ever since I went to Cairo, you know, a, a, a traffic jam down there was getting behind like a, a tractor or something, you know? And so now when I go back and visit family, it's, it's it's horrific. I mean, I can't I can't I, I don't know how you guys are doing it. But um uh yeah, I mean it's it's all about finding the the, the best place. Um I guess, coach. I mean, right now I feel like that Houston County it offers a lot. Um you know, uh it's not too big, it's not too small. Um but you're right. Every move that I've made for the has required a move for the most part besides when I stayed in Gwinnett and went from Burtmar to uh, North Gwinnett to Northview, I was able to kind of stay in that same vicinity. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always going to make sure that wherever I'm at, that I am close right now. I live four miles from the school. And so it's easy to get back and forth to the office to get home. And I think that's important, but uh, yeah, she, um, it, 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 it was, I would say it was a little, easier before we had kids my my oldest right now is in sixth grade um so if i was to you know take a job somewhere right now and take her out of middle school that could be you know traumatic for her so um i think it's now that they've gotten older and they've built you know they got their little friends and they've kind of put their roots down it it, it makes it a little harder um as as opposed to when they're just little babies and they they didn't even understand yeah, most definitely, brother. I, I, I'm in that same quandary. Me and Travis talk about it off record all the time. You know, having that sixth grader now and the first grader really more concerned about the sixth grader than the first grader. So I definitely understand um, how it goes. All right, now that you've done your first years as a head coach and it's, um, you had that chance to sit in this seat, here goes my my curveball question for you. Going into year two. What is one thing that you have said you guys got to start doing at Houston County? One thing that you guys need to stop doing that you didn't like from year one? And then what's one thing that you guys want to continue doing to uh, down there now that you've done a year as a head coach? Mm. Well, you know, going in, going into this year, we, um, you know, I, I'm gonna have to, I'm ha- having to revamp my my staff a little bit, not because anybody's leaving to go um, to any other school, but I got a couple guys that are trying that are going into admin. Uh, one going into admin, another one um, trying to get into admin. So, you know, I'm I'm having to um, you know f- go out and hire um, almost I wouldn't say flip my staff, but hire some new guys in some positions. So that's going to be crucial of finding the right guys, uh, to put in, um, to those, um, you know, positions on our staff. But, um, I think, you know, going into, you know, how the year ended when we played Gainesville, Gainesville is a very, very well coached team. Um, 
special teams wise, they do a, a phenomenal job. And so that's really been an, an emphasis um, in the off season is to try to shore up some of our special teams uh, to try to make sure that that, um, you know, part of our game is, is top notch. Um, if you want to win a state championship, you got to play special, good special teams. And so, um, you know, that it's not that it was, was overlooked cause we, we meet on it. I, I'm, you know, I would venture to say we meet and do things more than most, but we just got to get better. We got to make it to where it's uh, not one of those things, you know, in high school where kids feel like that that's a, a bad thing to be on special teams. And so I've met with some college coaches, you know, that come visit and recruit that coach special teams and try to pick their brains on how to make it, uh, you know, to where it's important to the kids. Um, you know, so I think that's a big deal for us um, going forward. And then another thing last year, coach, we played a handful of guys both ways. Well, we're a 6A football team. And uh, this year we're going to, um, you know, eliminate that. Uh, we're going to have every just straight two platoon, uh, which I think is going to help us from a meeting standpoint. It's going to help us from a practice standpoint. And, uh, you know, we didn't have any issues. Like I said, my strength guy does a heck of a job in there. We didn't have any cramping issues or anything like that, but just a, just giving them a chance to be a little bit more fresh. Um, and the other thing that we've done this off season that's been a little different is, uh, you know, we've started to sprint twice a week. Um, so we're training our guys on, on, uh, on speed. And so really if you our our program's more strength and speed as opposed to strength and conditioning, if that makes sense. So we're not, you know, we're doing short bursts, you know, sprinting, flying tens and forties, and we're timing it and we're ranking it um, and recording it and publishing it. And that's that's not something I made up. That is directly from the Feed the Cats program um, that a, a friend of mine, uh, Brady Walls, is doing. Um, he tried to get me to do it a couple of years ago. I wasn't the head coach. And then this year, um, we've dove headfirst into the feed the cats deal. Um, and my, my strength guy is completely bought into it. Um, and we got, you know, some local guys here that work speed, um, type work. And so we've that, you know, brought those guys in as just some extras to kind of help us. And we've gotten faster, uh, in the short amount of time. And, and uh, they, we post it on social media, and people probably get sick of seeing graphics from Hoko, but it's all about building your brand. It's all about, um, you know, emphasizing what kids do well. And uh, our kids that are sprinting, we want them to be recognized for it. And, and uh, I would say that's been one of the biggest things, um, you know, this offseason that we've done that I think is going to help us uh, going forward. Did I miss anything? Because you asked me a lot right there, and you you keep me on my toes, no, man. You, you, you told me you didn't tell me it was gonna be this hard. You gave us more than enough, man. That was that, that a great answer, sir. Real great answer. Um, you know I'm big on feed the cats too, so you know you speak in my language. So anytime I get somebody that's winning big to speak the same language as me, um, that's a great clip. Trust me, that'd be the clip I replay more than anything right now. <laughs> coach you um like like i mentioned you you you've you've been in north georgia you've been in south georgia in the middle georgia area now anytime 
Uh, we get a coach that's in the middle Georgia area. Like I said, my stomping grounds being from Dublin, I feel like I have to ask this question. Um, most people, they try to divide the state into into two into two halves. You got North Georgia and then South Georgia. Middle Georgia, usually they try to lump us into the South Georgia category. You know, that's a whole nother conversation. Uh, but can you talk a little bit about the difference between, you know, football and the culture of football from from being in the north part of the state uh, and now being in the south in the middle part of the state? Yeah, yeah. Um, when I went from North Paulding High School to Cairo High School, um, I joined them in time to uh, be in, in part of spring ball. And uh, I remember the first day Coach Devo put the ball down and we were going to go like inside right off the rip. And I looked across and I saw just some trained killers over there. And I didn't know, <laughs> man, I was like, what am I doing? You know, I was a, you know, 10 picture, 10 personnel guy, doubles and trips and throw it all over the place and all that. And I learned real quick that if you want to be any good um, and win at all in this state, to win the last one, you better be able to run the football. And uh, from that point on, it changed my whole mentality of how I thought about, you know, offense. And and, it, and it's been really statewide, you know, for a while there when Chip Lindsey got here and, and Rush, everybody was doing the spread thing and then defense is caught up. And, and uh, you got to really play with a tight end and sometimes two, in my opinion, um, just kind of, at least from our philosophy, what we're trying to do, and in order to have an offense that you can adapt from year to year with your personnel, and so, um, yeah, I, I, kids are different, man, in South Georgia. I know p the guys up there don't want to hear that, um, but they are, and uh, yeah, it's it was man, it was wild. Like it, Walter Grant, who played at Georgia, I mean, it was uh, man, it was crazy because I'd just been used to you know, being up at North Paulding and, um, yeah, it was, man, it was, it was definitely, definitely a big difference, but I say the toughness, um, in South Georgia. And then the fact that, you know, um, down here, I'm not going to say that there's more loyalty, but there seems like there's a little bit, maybe more loyalty. I don't know. Heck, I mean, that it's still kind of rampant around the state where kids just want to move around, unfortunately. But, um, a lot uh, down here, you got a lot of kids that grew up, um, you know, playing in, in their feeder programs growing up. And, and that's that's all they know. and That's all they want to know. Um, you know, so uh, I would say it's 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 a little bit more tougher brand um, down here, but um, or in the middle, I guess, as you'd say. But shoot, I don't know. I don't know what what we're considered north or we got a little bit of north. George Ennis and a little bit of South George Ennis over here at Hoco. <laughs> no, nah, y'all definitely in the middle, man. Y'all got a Bucky's in the area, man. So but, straight from the yeah, heart. Bucky's in the but if you got a Bucky's around, then uh, you gotta be on the outskirts. So uh have you been to Bucky's yet? Man, all the time, dog. Whenever I'm traveling that well, way, I make it a point. So you never call me. That see that 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 that's not good, man. I'm like two miles from Bucky's. That's where my house is. And you never called. Unbelievable. I, I'll make sure. I'll make sure. Um, <laughs> next time in that way, I start about, I just about coming coming to get schooled up on offensive football. You almost hit me with that same line. 
I know everything you know. I, I ain't scoring enough points, so obviously I don't know enough. <laughs> Dude, you're always welcome here, man. All right, man, this segment here is rapid fire, man. So you pretty much going to say the first thing that comes to mind. Series of questions. Ain't no wrong answer. Um, just let us know how, how you roll. You ready for it? Yes, sir. All right, here we go, man. Friday night, it is big region championship game. What is Coach Edwards' go-to meal for the coaches and players that Friday? The butcher shop here in town. Uh, it, they do a great job with uh, uh, grilled chicken, uh, baked potato, and the kids will get a, a roll, and uh, we'll be ready to roll. Man, the butchers, they're going to have to pay you for that free advertising right there, dog. <laughs> get that clip out there, boy. Um, second thing I got to ask you, brother, um, black, white, team color socks, or you don't give a crap about the socks they wear on Friday nights? I absolutely care what color. We have both, and we switch it up from week to week. Mm, a great answer. Um, what do your kids wear underneath their pads on Friday night? Uh, we have a couple different uh, compression tops that we issue out each week as well, different colors. Okay. Um, how about what do, they, what do they wear to school on Friday? Uh, if, it, if it's a home game, Coach, uh, we're going to let them wear their jerseys. But if it's in a way, my equipment guy is big on not letting them wear their white jerseys to school because they'll get ketchup on them at lunch. And he does not <laughs> want them to get ketchup on it. So, I know that sounds crazy, but if it is a home game, we'll let them wear the black. Uh, if it's a if it's an away game, uh, they just wear whatever they're wearing to school. All right, and then finally, what time? Well, I got I got a second one. You this is the last one, but I'm gonna add one more just for you. Um, what time does the first group go outside on Friday nights before the game? The game starts at seven thirty. What time does the first group go out? Uh, I believe it was 6.35. Okay. And just because I know you, and I got to ask this question to the last guest, so I got to ask it to you just to make these people feel good. <laughs> what is the real GSU? Is it the Georgia State or is it Georgia Southern? I got to go with Georgia Southern. That's where I graduated <laughs> from. So Georgia Southern all the way. Yeah, I knew that was the Banks, answer. You cheating, man. You cheating, man. Hey, every time we got a Georgia Southern guy on, man, I got to <laughs> ask you what the real GSU is, man, because the Panthers say they won't smoke with the Eagles, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Coach, uh, great rapid fire. Good. I, I love that segment of the show, man. We get some good answers, Banks. Um, that takes, takes us to our, our finisher question, the last question that we try to ask every guest. You've given some jewels, uh, some some great info that coaches can pull from. Uh, but what what would you say is that one thing? And you talked about feed the cats and some other things. What is that one thing that you're doing at Hoco that every coach should be trying to do with their program? Man, um, I mean just just learn how to just be you, man. You you just got you got to You got to be yourself. Um, you know, there's so much stuff out there right now on social media and people selling stuff on coach tube and, 
you know, there's, there's all types of books and stuff out there on the, you know, the magic way to do this and the magic way to do that. And I just think that when it all boils down to it, you got to be yourself and the kids got to know that, um, you know, you got to be unique in, in yourself. And, 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 and I think that, that when you do that, um, you know, you got a chance to be successful. Um, when you start grab bagging of all the stuff that's out there, uh, you're not going to have an identity within your program. And I think you have to have an identity within your program. And so figuring out what that is and uh, empowering your, your, your young guys and your, your team, your team leaders to try to, you know, get everybody to kind of, you know, hold them accountable is, is really where it's at. But I think that the biggest thing for coaches is just be yourself. Uh, nobody else is going to be Nick Saban. Um, and so quit trying to be Nick Saban. Uh, just be yourself and 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 love love your players and uh, treat them right and uh, they'll run through the wall for you. That's big, coach. I, I echo that sentiment, man. That's I've had had the pleasure of having some coaches leave me to go on to take you know head coaching jobs and coordinator jobs, and that's one of the first pieces of advice I always give them, just to make sure they be themselves. You know, so I I think that's the the first step towards you know trying to be a good coach. Uh, well, Coach, I appreciate you uh, taking some time out to join us, man. Won't you tell our listeners? I'm pretty sure after hearing some of these things you talked about, people are going to want to look you up and find out a little bit more about you and your program. How can people keep up with Jeremy Edwards and the Hoko football program? Um, well, I'm on Twitter, so I think my Twitter is Coach Edwards Ten um, at Coach Edwards Ten. If if anybody you know follows me or wants to DM me, and then. Uh, my email address is uh, jeremy.edwards at hcbe.net, um, you know, and so I, if anybody wants to reach out, that's a way to get a hold of me. And then, um, you know, you can find, you know, all kinds of program information and stuff we're doing um, with our team account uh, on Twitter as well. So uh, I'd say that'd be the best ways to, to go about it or just call Banks and he'll He'll, he'll probably give my number. <laughs> Banks, he dropped that email address, man. He about to be bombarded with emails, man. Everybody want to know about Feed the Cats and everything man, else. They're going to be emailing for the playbook, man. If I get a copy of it, man, I'm going to put it on Coach Tube. <laughs> All right, good deal, good deal. Well, you got your information for Coach Edwards and, and the Hoko football program. Uh, if you want to keep in touch with the or keep in contact with the podcast, you can follow us at G-A-H-S-F-B Chat. That's at Georgia High School Football Chat. You can keep up with myself, Coach Travis Smith, a.k.a. Smitty, at underscore Coach T. Smith. Banks, drop your info for the people, man. Man, T. Banks, 1906 on Twitter. T. Banks, 1906. Don't forget to check my boys. Uh, soon to be bestseller. 101 plays in the power spread offense out as well, man. But, uh, well, Coach, we thank you for joining us, man. All our listeners, we thank you for taking a little time out to listen to us. Make sure y'all hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to your podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, whatever you use, and we own it. So uh, we appreciate all the support. Thank you guys for listening. This has been another great episode of Georgia High School Football Chat Podcast with Smitty and Banks, where culture is the coaches. 
Thank you for tuning in to the Georgia High School Football Chat Podcast, where culture is for coaches. Continue the conversation on Twitter at GAHSFBChat. 